This is Tax Debt Consultant with the godfather of tax resolution with enrolled agent Carlos Samaniego. It's time to put all of your tax problems behind you using plain and simple language. Carlos will show you how to reduce your tax debt and get the IRS hitman off your back. Off your back. And now, the godfather, Carlos Samaniego. Hey, this is Carlos Diego with the Tax Debt Podcast, and thanks for joining us for a very special episode today. This is the very first episode of my tax talks with business owners, tax business owners, to kind of get their insights. And as I mentioned earlier, I had a very, very special guest today. I'm actually in the Seattle Everett, Washington area today. I flew up here because I wanted to do this interview live and in person, and share the experience of a, uh, a veteran of the tax business for over between 16 to 18 years. He's, and my very special guest is Juan Arona. Welcome to the podcast, Juan. Well, thank you for your invite. Oh, it, it's my pleasure. And, um, you know, a lot of you guys, um, I, I keep on saying he's a very, very special guest. And the reason he's such a special guest is Juan Arona is my dad. And um, one of the things, some of you guys know this story, if you know me personally, um, I did not know Juan um, at birth. Uh, uh, it's a long story behind that. Him and mom had a special relationship and they moved on and um, mom got, ended up pregnant. Didn't really realize um, she was pregnant prior to the ending of the relationship as I understand it. Juan. And he, mom never told um, dad here that um, she was pregnant. So I kind of didn't know Juan existed up until about 10 years or almost 10, 10, almost 10, it's been 10 years, right? And um, it's been an amazing 10 years. Um, We reconnected through a combination of ancestry and Facebook. Um, We were able to connect and it's just been my honor um, to have gotten to know him over the last 10 years and have a very special relationship. Uh, You know, a question for you, you know, before we kind of get into the tax world, let's just talk a little personal. How did you kind of feel when you got that call out of the blue? (laughs) I I was a little bit in shock. My brother had just passed away the day before that. I I called you Mm -hmm. and I was a little bit shocked. But uh, after that was a very, very pleasant surprise. Uh, And I was pleasantly surprised. I had a beautiful family with my two grandkids, which I only thought I had one grandchild to say. At that time, I had two, uh, Andrew and Bella, are such amazing people, and so is your is your wife. So truly, truly blessed to find out I had a great, wonderful family. It was one of the biggest surprises and pleasant surprises <laughs> in my life. Uh, I, I can only imagine. Um, and one of the beautiful things I remember when we had that first conversation, um, one of the final questions he asked me is, um, when can I come down and see you? And literally, he lived up here in the Everett, um, Seattle, Washington area, and literally within about a week and a half, he drove um, the 18 hours or however long to down there for us to first meet. And someday I'm gonna actually do a longer um, a video podcast on our relationship. But that's our special guest. And um, one of the interesting things is that, you know, when you really have not, um, d- didn't know um, a parent all your life, to find out how much we were so much alike. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of w- weird how the universe plays that. And one of the things I found out was that you actually owned a tax business for a- almost 17 years. Correct, that's correct, yeah. I, I started the business um, after a while, because a lot of people would ask me, 
if I could help them with their taxes. And I'm, when I say people, I'm talking about the Latino community. Because a lot of them weren't aware how to do taxes, who to talk to, or where to go. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people were being ripped off. So I decided to open up my business. I didn't know very much, but I studied. Mm -hmm. And I studied, and I took my license out. I went and uh, I worked. I, I guess I just really wanted to help the people in the community. and. Uh, uh, but it was a way that I could help them and also make a living. I was more interested in helping them out. But as soon as I started doing that, my business started growing. And uh, I've been, I was blessed with my business. I had, um, I did, <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little bit touch and go. I had a lot of stuff I, I made mistakes on, mm -hmm. but I corrected those. And, uh, but it, it, it was, uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed helping the people out. You know, and, and that, I find that very, um, I, I, you know, I, I know a lot of people in the tax industry and a lot of them, they join this, in, they join the industry because they want to help. And one thing I have noticed about you and learned about you over the last 10 years, you're always wanting to really kind of help the disenfranchised, um, the people that are being taken advantage of. And, and I see a lot of this too. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of individuals whether it be the Latino community or just people that aren't educated in finances and taxes, um, they get taken advantage of quite a bit oh, yeah, by yeah. tax preparers. Um, you had mentioned, and we were um, you know, talking a little earlier, that you would actually see individuals get, they, they'd go in and you're looking at their old tax returns and finding out preparers were taking 50% of the refunds. Exactly. Tell me a little bit more kind of what, what you kind of yeah. saw well, there. A lot of people, most of them were Latinos and most of them were from, uh, were their legal status. They work. They were on a paycheck, and they paid taxes. Now, a lot of them did not know they could get their money back or could file taxes of the money they, they paid in. But when I started seeing their, their, their paperwork, a lot of the uh, taxes were being charged over 50%. They, they would split whatever they get back, even with a child tax credit. People would split that with them. Wow. And uh, I, I thought it was such a, it, it was horrible. But right. anyway, I decided to help them out and, but they would come in and they say, well, do I get everything back? I say, yes, you do. You just pay a certain fee. Uh, and they would, they were shocked because a lot of people would charge them almost like half of what they, if they had a thousand dollar coming back, they would be charged $500. That's you know? insane. Uh, that's insane. Uh, you know, I didn't personally see a lot of that. What I would a lot of times see was, you know, preparers would actually create kind of almost fake businesses to kind of create extra mm -hmm. um, tax write-offs sure. and then you know usually they get audited and now they're finding they had no idea that was actually going on if you guys hear background noise or even somebody over the intercom we're actually on a ferry going um, across the the bay here so uh, what we're going to do here i'm going to take a slight pause we'll be right we'll be right back we have to get back to the car uh, but we'll continue on this interview in a, in a few minutes all right, so we're back and um, continuing on with the interview. Um, you know, we were talking about you know how so many different people were getting taken advantage of, um, and that's one of the reasons you wanted to get into tax business. Right. And you know, I deal with a lot of small business owners um, in in my practice that end up getting themselves in tax problems. Um, what's the one or two things that um, you know things that you saw, especially among the Latino business owners? You you had mentioned earlier, you know, they just don't know. They're not, um, you know, they're not, they're 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 confused about, you know, what their tax obligations are. Um, can you talk kind of a little bit more in that? Yeah, a lot of them are. They they know how to make the money. They know how to work. They're great workers, 
and they they do great work, but they don't know how to run a business in terms of uh, financial or doing the books, doing the things that's right. A lot of them think you can just uh, collect the money and that's it. But once they realize that uh, it really hurts them in the long run, they try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just need someone that's willing to listen to them and uh, they can uh, relate to them in terms of their, their language sometimes or just being helpful. They, they, they want to pay their taxes. They know that they have to pay their taxes and they want to you know, be uh, productive citizens, especially a lot of them want to do their paperwork, immigration, and they know they have to have like a track record where they've been paying taxes or where they can maintain they can maintain for themselves, support themselves and their family. Right, right. And if they don't report taxes, they know that they can't prove that. Gotcha. So now most of them want to be able to report their taxes and be able to show the IRS and the government and immigration that they can they can't afford their families here by paying their taxes. And most of them want, want to do the right thing. You know, it, it's interesting, and um, you're bringing something up, and I, I don't think a lot of people realize this that that there are a lot of um, immigrants, um, legal and illegal, that actually come to this country and the IRS requires them to file tax returns, whether they're legal or not. And, and a lot of them do. Yeah. A lot of times people think that, oh, they're just, um, you know, uh, taking advantage of the system. And um, I don't think a lot of people realize is that a lot of them contribute to the system and uh, they don't get a lot of the benefits involved. Can you talk a little bit more about yeah, that? Yeah, for instance, like a lot of them will pay Social Security. A lot of them, the majority of them, will not receive no benefits back from Social Security even though they pay into it for years and years. And most of them, unfortunately, use uh, not their own Social Security numbers because right. they can't. They have to get the ITM number, which is the identification tax number for them to file their income tax. And uh, they, they can work under a false number, Social Security number, but they must file their taxes under ITIM number. And uh, they still won't get credit for the Social Security. Right. They'll get. They might be able to uh, get ta- child tax credit depending on the age of the child. Right. But they won't get no no Social Security or even Medicare benefits when they get. See, and a lot of people don't realize that, uh, especially self-employed individuals. Heck, legal self-employed individuals, Americans that pay, don't realize. A lot of times they they think. Well, I'm not paying into Social Security. And I said, well, yes, you are. Yes, you are. Because when you're self-employed, you, you pay what's called self-employment tax. Exactly. exactly. You know, 15, it's roughly 15 and a half percent. And that is actually paying into the Social Security system. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, you know, what's kind of the um, the couple of mistakes that you see small business Latino owners, um, um, and I would imagine it's all small business owners, but what are the two big mistakes that you see on a regular basis? Uh, not filing their estimated tax or they don't know what their estimated tax is. Uh, a lot of them want to file their taxes or report their earnings once a year, which is crazy. Some <laughs> some will make some will make great money. Some some will make two or three hundred thousand dollars every qu- every quarter. Wow! And, and they want to wait till the end of the year to pay taxes or file, and uh, they get in trouble with that. But most of them just need to talk to someone that's, that taxes. And I can tell them, we're not the law. We try to help you from 
becoming a law problem. You know what I'm talking right, about? Right, right. And once they know that you're there to help them, that you're not, and you're not the police, you're not going to report them that they're illegals or they're not paying taxes. You just try to help them. And once they realize that you're there to help them, they, they will become uh, your customers and they're loyal to you. you, you right. You, you'll, you'll build up a great, great uh, business as far as followers. Well, um, and that's a really good good thing is just I know there's a lot of people that want to help out um, the Latino community. Obviously, you speak fluent Spanish, mm -hmm. so it's much easier for you. Um, I have a, a pretty big disadvantage with that is that I don't speak fluent Spanish, although I look, you know, I look the part, you know, right. I, I, I'm, I'm Hispanic. I got the name Juan Carlos San Diego. So I get a lot of people that actually call me that speak Spanish. They only speak Spanish and they want to work with me because... You know, I guess there's a trust factor just um, based on the way I look. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of tax professionals that actually listen to this uh, podcast. What would you say would be a way for them to be able to kind of get th uh, that community? I know like one of the things I did, I recently brought in a translator um, that completely, that has very good communication skills. So um, now I'm able to meet with clients with my translator um, and there's a trust factor mm -hmm. um, there. Um, any other recommendations in regards to that? No, no, just make sure that, they, that, that you can get someone that can translate and that they like people. Because sometimes you can get somebody that just does it to be doing it for hourly wage. Mm -hmm. But if you genuinely, genuinely get someone that likes to talk to people, establish a relationship, they can be a great service to you. And, uh, most people will give all the information that you ask for. They'll sit there and they'll come back to you and, and they'll make an appointment with you. But it's very important that they know if you hire somebody to speak Spanish, they want to come to your benefit because they, that's an invitation for them. Saying, hey, you know what? We have someone here that speaks Spanish. We want your business. That's an invitation for them. You know, I, I, it's funny because... Um if you have been listening since the beginning of this podcast, we were actually on a ferry coming over. Um, is, uh, where are we? Port Gr Gamble. Uh, we're in Gamble, um, um, Washington here, and it was a little ferry. And as I was actually coming, we were coming across, I got a message from the translator that the client that we helped out last week had already referred a friend, and they called him directly um, asking when they can actually meet with us. So... So yeah, uh, that um, the the translator called me and said uh, they already referred one of their friends and they want to um, 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 start working with this in regards to their taxes. And that's a perfect example. Um, there was a trust factor built there. Exactly. Um, uh, and I would imagine too is because I've actually looked at other translators, and sometimes you got to make sure the translation is being done correctly, especially yes. when we're dealing with financial lingo and, and spe specific terminology in regards to right. taxes. Um, I know this one client that he's specifically talking about. We were walking him through, you know, how to get a corporation, what needs to get done, and the pros and cons of getting a corporation. And um, uh, that's really important. You just somebody that understands some of that terminology and how to translate some of that terminology. Exactly, it, it's important. Uh, uh, there, there is so much business now going on in terms of Latino. I mean, they're opening up businesses all over. There, there's, a, there's a starting to be a big amount of wealth in the Latino community. Some of these companies are they're starting to be with Latinos' names on them. Mm -hmm. So if you put your name out there and, and you invite them, and when I say invite them, uh, invitation is like, for instance, what you're doing mm -hmm. is hiring somebody that can speak the Spanish, and uh, they have 
they know that you want to earn their business. And if you if you treat them right, they'll come back to you all the time and they'll refer business to you. Awesome. I didn't advertise my business. After a while, people just kept I kept getting business referral, referral, referrals. And the, and and the referrals are always the best ones because you're oh, yeah. not trying to sell them on nothing. They're they're coming with a with a trust factor already trust involved factor, there. Trust factor. They'll they'll you know they know what they, they, you're gonna do what's right by them. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. So, um, uh, like you said, you've been in business for 16 years, and um, you actually just recently sold your business um, yes, I did. Uh, last year. Yes, I did. Um, kind of what was the the decision factor of you selling your business? Well. <clears throat> I've been, because uh, I was doing it for maybe 18, maybe a little bit longer. I'm not sure now, but uh, I, I was, uh, I lost, I had family members that I lost, and I always figured I was going to work till the end of my days, but I just decided to enjoy my life, visit my family, visit you guys, my cousins, and enjoy life a little bit more. I wanted to go see Europe, things that I always wanted. I wanted to go see the Vatican, and uh, I did. I went to, uh, I've been all over the uh, Asia, so, but I wanted to go to Europe this time. And you know what, Carlos, I'm so grateful I did. I, I enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, and I hope to do it again soon. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, I've watched you kind of travel and, and, and go all over to, uh, like you said, when you went to Europe. And then you've obviously come down to California quite a bit to visit with us. Uh, you actually went to see your grandson graduate from the Naval oh, that Academy. Was awesome. That was um, awesome. Um, so you saw that and, uh, as we started this, uh, podcast, uh, you know, I mentioned it's amazing how, uh, we have, we're so much alike yet didn't know each other for the first I know. <clears throat> 40 years of, of at least my life, you know, everybody tells me we were, we're like, you can't, you can't deny that we're father and son. No, no. <laughs> and, um, you, you know, you were all, you were in the Navy. Now a Andrew's an officer in the Navy. Um, so uh, it's just been a real pleasure kind of getting, um, you know, I'm um, getting to spend this time right now. We're, um, again, as I mentioned, we're in Richland, Port Gamble, Port Gamble, um, just gorgeous area right off the bay here in Seattle. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to doing, um, um some more of these podcasts and, um, uh, if you're listening to this, obviously share the podcast and, um, thank you for doing this dad. I really appreciate it. Thank you, and it was my pleasure, and, and God bless you and your and all your clients. Bye bye for bye bye for now. You can always reach the Godfather, Carlos Semeniego, at taxdebtconsultant.com or call him directly, 909-570-1103 or on Facebook. Look for the Tax Debt Consultant. Make sure you pick up his book, How to Make the IRS, an Offer They Can't Refuse, on Amazon. Remember, you can live the life of a good fella once you take care of your tax problems. The Godfather is here to help.